This is Brian Collins. I'm a uh, former Walt Disney Imagineer, and you're listening to the most wonderful podcast to hit the airwaves, Mousecapades. A dream is a wish your heart makes when you're fast asleep. In dreams, you will lose your Again, my friends, time to book your ADRs and schedule your fast pass. We're going to take you on a trip to the vacation kingdom of the world. It all started with one man's dream, and boy, was that a big dream. From that dream, millions of memories and in just as many smiles remind us why we love it so much. So pack your bags and don't forget your magic bands and your Mickey ears, because it's time for another episode of the Mousecapades podcast with Nick and Dave. A dream is a wish your heart makes. Welcome back, Mousecapades friends, to that show that entertains that space between your ears. It's the Mousecapades podcast, and I'm Dave, joined with Nick today, and we're going to be picking up on an episode that we started last week. We had so much to talk about that we decided to carry it over into two shows, so we get double... Double the pleasure this time, and we are joined by John the Tiki Garden for this. We're going to be talking about magical moments that have happened at the park. Don't forget double your fun, you know? Yeah. Double the pleasure, double the fun. So, yes, the three Caballeros are back for a part two segment of Magical Moments. I think our listeners will be pleasantly surprised with this part two in this segment because it is way better than the first part. Hey, in this case, the sequel is better than the original. Totally agree. So let's get in some rumors and news. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, would you like the rumors or news first? I'm always good for a little bit of laughing at the rumors. Okay, so here you go. So it seems like Disney's about 10 years too late on this one, Dave. But, you know, this is something you see at the airports, and we knew it was coming sometime soon. So, again, this is just rumor. So apparently now when you walk through the gates at Disneyland, California Adventure, all the parks in the Magic Kingdom, you might be walking through some body scanners or maybe, you know, some security members will have those little wand scanners, you know, that go the beep, 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 you know, if you have metal on you. Yeah, the, they don't already have those? I feel, uh, I feel like no, I've they have no, they have these rods that they poke in your bags. Okay, yeah, like the chopsticks. Yeah, yeah so like apparently the latex gloves, chopsticks. Yes, yeah. yes, you're right. So the latex gloves and chopsticks stops everything. Right. Well, it's the first line of defense anyway. Well, this is just rumor. Body scanners with uh, little metal detector wands, and also beefed up security with armed police, the canine teams. That's just what I read online. Now this is just a rumor, so this is not fact yet. So we'll see if this becomes fact later on. But with these changes, other park rules are rumored to change. No more toy guns being sold in the parks and no masks for guests 14 and older. No masks for guests 14 and older. Hmm. All right. Well, that's a uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the last time I saw a mask on a grown person walking around the park. Besides the ones we stay in the line for for 45 minutes. Yeah. So, again, Listeners, this is just rumor. This is not fact, by the way, okay? All right, right, so let's get in some news here. This is the last thing I have for you guys. Not much has really happened this past week, but Dave, you know, I didn't get my invitation. Did you get an invitation last week? Um, Are you talking about to Jeff's eggnog party? 
No, I'm not talking to Jeff's eggnog party, which <laughs> it's I think an annual only, event. That, that I no, I did get that, but it just said <laughs> it just said what when and where, and that was it. it didn't tell you what it was for or eggnog, anything. Eggnog, handwritten eggnog exclamation mark. That, that's all it said. It's and all it you had need, like a man. place and time. It's all you so, need. It was very weird. I. Yeah, it's something out of a horror flick. We all show up and never return, right? And our sure. bodies become part of the drink or something like that. So in Los Angeles, you know, the premiere of Star Wars, which is this weekend. You know, yeah. listeners that are listening to this podcast are probably going to see the show tonight. They're the standing Force... in line for tickets as they listen to us right now. Well, it's funny you, you say that. You're absolutely right. Down at the Chinese Theater on Hollywood Boulevard, which we've been, you know. Yeah. That's where I saw Tom Cruise star, by the way. Samuel Loved Jackson. Some Cruise. Oh, that's right. That's right. Samuel L. <laughs> Jackson. We actually saw him in person. Yeah, we did. Uh, so individuals have actually been standing outside the Chinese theater since December 5th, camping out just to see this movie. Now, they had a huge uh, shutdown of, like, Hollywood Boulevard for, like, five blocks in t- for anticipation for this event and the movie with everyone showing up, you know. And there's j- apparently it's just been one big party ever since then. Like one big huge Star Wars party. I think I saw that on the news this morning and how they had like a big old tent that went all the way down the street because the weather was lousy, I guess. And so all of the stars were funneling in underneath this tent. It was like a big red carpet event, right? Yeah, no, you're exactly. And it's yeah. been all over Instagram and YouTube. It's yep. been nuts. But, you know, Dave, I'm sad because I, I didn't get my invitation. Yeah, I missed mine, too. It must have uh, must have gotten lost behind the eggnog party invitation. Oh, no, man. They discriminate <laughs> against midgets, I guess. <laughs> they, they, you'd be an Ewok, dude. They could have totally dressed you up. I could be an Ewok. Yo. <laughs> dude, that's really all I have for us. I can't wait to get into part two of the segment of Magical Moments. But first, Dave, take us back. Let's go. We're traveling backwards in time. Right now, we're leaving the world of today behind. So if your imagination is ready, here we go. This week, we're kicking off Disney history, December 20th, 1971. It's a sad moment. Roy O. Disney, the old brother to Walt, passes away on December 20th, 1971. And you know, Walt gets the credit. You know, it was his dream, one man's dream, the whole thing. But without Roy, big brother Roy, I don't think that this whole Disney thing actually happens. What do you think? Yeah, he just finishes the park, right? The Magic Kingdom, and then kicks the bucket yeah it's it's almost like it was meant to be type of thing right you know they say you know people die after they've completed a huge task or they're looking forward to something some mega event in their life maybe a grandchild's wedding or something like that and then all of a sudden within a few weeks they pass away it's almost like your body knows that you're anticipating you're waiting for something yeah well this was this was barely two months after park opening so it doesn't get any bigger than uh opening disney world so um that was the day, December 20th, 1971. Next one we have is on December 20th as well, but this one's 1991, and this is a little more cheery. This is the opening of the Disney Vacation Club at Walt Disney World. So I'm guessing that they had the Disney Vacation Club in California before Walt Disney World, you know, just testing it out, see if it was going to work out there in the market. I don't know. That yeah. makes sense. Um, but this is the date that it opened at Disney World, and now it's like – taking over all the resorts at Disney World. It seems like every resort's got its own little uh, vacation club area. All right, we got one more December 20th this time, 2013, opening of Saving Mr. Banks, the true story of Mary Poppins. And I love this film. We have it on Blu-ray. We watch it all the time. And uh, it just it's amazing to me that they saved the history with all of the recordings of P.L. Travers 
I think that that's almost as fun as watching the movie is listening to the the old recordings of her like chewing out the writers for not doing a good job and not being true to what she thinks. Yeah, I really liked this movie because it was all about the production of this movie, you know? Yeah. And it was all about the the inside scoop of Walt Disney and what they what lengths they went to first off to obtain rights to something, you know, and that just goes, you know, they're still obtaining rights. They obtain rights to Star Wars, right? Yeah. And so just the inner workings at the executive level, obtaining those rights and then gathering your people, your experts to work on this film. It was really neat just to see how uh, many people had a part or played a role in making this film possible. You know, not not the current film, but Mary Poppins itself. Right. And just to see what went into it and the creativity. For sure. And I like the the aspect of the Sherman Brothers relationship with, with the crew, too, as well. And it just, man, I love those guys. If I could meet those guys in person, I think I might be in heaven. But, uh, it, you know, there's a movie about them. Yeah. Just those two individuals. And rumors said that they, they actually didn't get along. No, they didn't. I mean, one of them lived over in London because... Uh, right. They, they didn't see each other. So it was, uh, you know, I'm, how can two brothers work so well together and not get along? It's crazy. come together and create so many awesome yeah. pieces. You know, that it's not just Mary Poppins. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of other stuff, oh, too. Yeah, the list goes on and on. So uh, this was a little bit before the Sherman Brothers time, but we have de- December 22nd, 1937. You're going to hear a lot of movie releases this week because it's Christmas week, right? And that's when people go to the theaters. After Christmas is over, you go to the movies. So uh, this was a big one, though. December 22nd, 1937, what was it? Snow White. That's right. Snow White opens up at the Carthay Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, that's right. The beginning of the big bucks for Disney, and this is where it all started with this film. It was, uh, people said it was going to be stupid. That people would never go see see a feature-length animation, or a feature-length cartoon, they called them, and they, uh, proved them wrong, man. Just proved them wrong. And it was the first cartoon where the the Disney animators were challenged with using human figures as their main element in the cartoon. You know, they had that. They did have that in the Silly Symphonies, but it was more cartoon-esque. And it was during the later years in the Silly Symphonies that Disney wanted his animators to step it up and make the human characters more lifelike. Right. Because in, in the back of his mind, he was actually prepping them all along for Snow White. Yeah, and I, I just remember seeing that after that was over with when they went into Bambi and all that, how they would bring the actual animals into the animation studio and let the animators draw from, you know, looking at <laughs> So they have like a deer running around. Oh, they side. still do. You know, for <laughs> Lion King, they brought in a lion, man. That's amazing, dude. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> on top of probably the safaris that they took anyway, you right, know. Right, right. Let's take a safari and draw, but they, they still continue to bring in that stuff. That's crazy. All right, man, we differ in opinion on this next one. December 22nd, 1995, the grand opening of Chef Mickey's. Yeah, that, it should have just ended December as well of 1995. Yeah, I told you, we have a way different opinion on this one. This is, it's overpriced. I get it. It's totally overpriced. But the, the time that you have there with your family is amazing. It's not about the food. It's not about the price. It's about having a blast. And my family has a blast every time we go there. But you can go have a blast and have the same experience seeing other characters at other restaurants with better food. You know, you and I do differ with this, but the food quality, because I'm all about the food and the experience, it needs to be equal. You're paying a lot of money. Yeah. So, but the food, it's like eating food in our own cafeteria at school, Dave. It's that bad. Yeah, I don't eat school food, so I wouldn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, December 24th, 1971, uh, an attraction at the Magic Kingdom opens up called Flight to the Moon. This one's near to me because, you know, I love that kind of thing. Mission space is my thing. You know, I have a huge background in space and a love for it. And uh, 
I wish I could have seen this ride. It just it cracks me up that this ride basically was you get into this theater that's a circle and you sit there and you look down in the center of the circle in the middle of the theater they have like a projection screen down there that looks like you're in a rocket taking like what you would see if you were at the bottom of a rocket taking off and then they also have stuff at the top that you know you for effect you can see up as well but pretty much you just sit in this theater and look down or look up that is funny that's like some cheesy you know sci-fi movie yeah crazy that's funny after this ride took fall you know obviously they land on the moon in 69 for, in real life so this opens up in 71 and after that kind of got old they reimagined the ride to make it called uh mission to mars where they just changed the the uh, the film inside and then eventually it became alien encounter i know we talked about that recently and how sweet jesus yeah, save me they pulled it out because it was too scary for some people and then uh, now it's stitch's great escape but it's in that same building it started off though as flight to the moon there was a lot of stuff in this week in history about, uh, you know, the Christmas Day parade. And, you know, you can only hear so much about Regis Philbin and Joan London, <laughs> the annual host and hostess for a while. But uh, so I didn't really report on any of that stuff. There are two Christmas Day things that I did report on. December 25th, 1957, the opening of Old Yeller. You ever seen this movie? Bits and pieces, man. I have not seen that thing all the way through because <laughs> I guess I suffer from ADD. I just can't stand to watch oh, it. Oh, man, it's a classic, but it is a snooze fest, dude. I fall asleep every time yes. I watch it. Yeah, and then the other one on December 25th, 1963 this time was the grand opening for The Sword and the Stone. You love that movie. I just watched that with Colin last month, man. Good, good cartoon. It didn't get very good uh, ratings, so... I can't wait until they make it into a movie because, you know, Disney's making that into a movie, just like they're making, you know, they, they're producing yeah. The Jungle. Sword in the Stone is coming up as well. Can't wait for it. Now, you know why the 60s was a good era, right? <laughs> Here we go. Why is it? Because it could pull up to a house with a bed in the back of your van, and it was totally acceptable. Totally fine. Yeah, that's right. But, right, yeah, this, it, the animation for Sword in the Stone, it was a new type of animation, I think, if I'm not mistaken, and it just didn't go over too well. So I'm excited to see the live-action version of this go out, too, because it's it's got to be better than this. I think they can do so much with that storyline. So um, that ends up this week in Disney history. December 25th, we'll catch you in January, my friends. Happy 2016. Hi, this is Rebecca from the Arab Animation. Um, you're listening to Mousecapades Podcast. Hey, this is Matt from Star Tours. You're listening to the Mousecapades Podcast. Have an idea? Question? Or want to share your experiences on the show? Contact Nick and Dave anytime. Email them at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. Text them at 407-674-0414. Follow Nick and Dave on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Simply search for Mousecapades Podcast. Listen to Nick and Dave on iTunes, Podcast Addict, TuneIn Radio, and Stitcher Radio. Simply search for Mousecapades Podcast. Now, from the Mousecapades Studios, here are your hosts, Nick and Dave. Okay, folks, we're going to get down to business this week. The three caballeros are going to talk to you today about... 
the magical moments that happen at a Disney park. By magical moments, we're just talking about things, you know, that make your heart melt, things that make you want to cry, things that are special at the parks that um, that happen to either, you know, personally, I've got some family stories that I'm going to share today, or things that you just have seen around the parks, or maybe it's just something that you really wish that you could do that you would think would be a magical moment for yourself. So we're going to kick around a few ideas and uh, uh, just see what comes up about these magical moments, we're calling them. I have a I have a relic from the past for one of my uh, magical moments. I'm going to Animal Kingdom and I am going to the Jammin' Jungle Parade. Yeah, <laughs> my wife and I on. Which, uh, by the way, I I miss this parade dearly, especially for what I'm about ready to tell you. But um, we were walking around Animal Kingdom one day, and kind of like you guys are saying, oh, it's a half day park, two or three hours tops. Well, at that time, this was our first time being there and didn't, you know, we felt the same way. And we're done by about mm, 1 o'clock or so. We were getting ready to walk out, and a cast member approached us and just asked us how our day was going. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think he noticed our uh, just engaged or just married. I forget which buttons we had. I, I right. think it was our when I proposed to my wife, but it might have been my our honeymoon. I don't recall. Uh, but anyways, he just asked, you know, how we were doing and congratulated us and asked if we were planning on leaving. And we said, oh, well, yeah, we were kind of thinking about leaving. And he said, well, what if I told you that I could put you in our parade and put you on the very front cart of the parade? And we said, oh, my, well, of course. Oh, my gosh. Yes, we'll definitely stay for that. Anyways, he, he put us at the very front cart, the one that had Rafiki on it. We got to take part uh, in the parade, the Jam and Jungle Parade, and it was so much fun doing that. My face was literally frozen with a smile <laughs> after we got off of it because, yeah. like, it took forever going around the whole loop. It was about, you know, a good half hour from beginning to end from start to finish for us, and just the constant waving and smiling at everybody. Not only did I have a great time doing it, but it gave me such a deep like appreciation to what all those cast members do on a daily basis with those parades or yeah. meet and greets or what have you. It's amazing because, like I said, my face was frozen from smiling so much. Like I couldn't even like move my lips down. That's incredible. And you're one of those people that I hear about. I yeah. hear about these people all the time, yeah. you know. Um, one of the things that that I had listed for like magical moments for everybody was to be in a parade like that. And uh, in 2010, we did uh, there was it was called the Give a Day Get a Day Disney uh, Year or whatever it was called back then. Uh, we did some volunteer work, and as a promotion, Disney would give you a free admission, one day admission to a park if you could prove that you volunteered for a certain amount of time. So my family did that. And that year, you got one of those pins. So you get this pin, and man, I walked around that park, all those parks with that pin on, and I'm showing it off to everybody, thinking that they're going to do that for me. They're going to pick me to be in this parade, and it's going to be awesome. Never got picked, dude. So you are so lucky for that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I know. It It, it, it was so much fun. Like I said, I do, I miss that parade so much just from the experience of doing it. And we, we, we keep, we're keeping our fingers crossed. We're still hoping someday we'll be able to be uh, the Green Marshals of the uh, Magic Kingdom Parade. That's, uh, that's the one we're holding out hope for eventually. Someday I can talk about that be, being a magical memory. Yeah, no joke. 
Uh, so speaking of parades and, and leading parades, that's my next magical moment, too. I, I have never led a parade. My family has not, except this past trip we went to Animal Kingdom in the morning, and we went to uh, – oh, my gosh. I'm totally drawing a blank on the name of the – Polynesian. Uh, no, the restaurant. The character yeah. breakfast at the Animal that's Kingdom. Tusker House. Yeah, oh Tusker House, dude. I kept wanting to say Yak and Yeti, but I knew that wasn't it. Um, so we went uh, to Tusker House for breakfast, and this was the meet and greet for my family, for Mickey and the crew. So we went there, had breakfast, and it's time they do like a little parade around the restaurant where Mickey leads everybody around, and they have their maracas or whatever they play as an instrument. Well, my son's only two, so he didn't really get the whole conga line thing. So here I am walking around the restaurant with him and shake we're shaking our maracas and i'm doing my thing right and uh so we get around a lap and then mickey decides he wants to take another lap and i'm like yeah man i don't really want to take another lap so i'm i'm kind of pushing max you know to the back of the line follow this guy thinking you, you did it once you can do it by yourself now mickey notices that max doesn't really catch on to what he's doing so he grabs max's hand and max and mickey lead the parade around the restaurant yeah, that's awesome, Dave. And, and and so my wife's got taken video of this whole thing, and they get around to back in front of our table, and Mickey's still got Max's hand, and the lady at the table next to us is on video turning around to us and going, oh, my God, that's so cute. Like, the look on this stranger lady's face, it's just is hilarious. Like, you can tell that's a magical moment, and she knew that that was a magical moment. She's like, oh, my God. It was nuts. And it John, awesome. and John, Dave's babe, baby is like super. Well, he's not a baby anymore. Now he's a toddler. Dude, but, yeah. but uh, I mean, our <laughs> Max, he's always smiling. He's a cute dude. Yeah, he is. Thanks. And and you know, I'm gonna piggyback off that. Awesome. I think we all have a parade story. I'll just throw this one in there. Yeah. Same experience, Dave. You know this. Same experience with Colin at the Polynesian. That's why I thought yours was at the Polynesian as well. I don't know why I was thinking that, but I thought it was. But you know, they do their. Uh, maraca thing you know walking around in the parade and uh uh stitch is leading the one you know at uh, yeah. the polynesian but yeah he grabbed uh colin and so colin and stitch got to walk around and they got to lead the parade and you're right just to see your your boy's eyes and to see him smiling and he's in heaven yeah and nothing tops that right now and he still talks about it to this day it's the best thing ever. I'll and it's, not, and it's nothing. It's nothing to the cast members at all. Like, right. what is it? You it's, walk it's around a room with they you, do. But it's they know that if they they just take one person every time and do that, they've got these yeah. moments for the rest of those people's lives. It's so true. It's so true. So here's here's another magical moment that I'm going to bring up, and um, it was at my mother's expense, by the way. So the very first one I brought up was on Colin's expense. Here's another one that's on my mother's expense, and uh, so make sure you're listening to this one. Uh, my family's 2014 summer vacation, so it was a couple years ago, um, my mother injured her back like just a month or so before leaving for Disney. And she, we weren't sure, you know, what we were going to do with her because, you know, you got to walk the parks, right? And uh, I really didn't feel like pushing her in a wheelchair either. But she had back surgery. She couldn't really walk all that well, really not at all. And so she was confined to a wheelchair. Well, we all know what wheelchairs mean when you're at Walt Disney World, right, John? Woohoo! Front of line. Yeah, it means unlimited fast passes. So Disney was quick to not only accommodate my mother, which I thought we would have to like meet up with my mom, you know, 
but rather the whole entire family. So we wouldn't all have to wait in line at, at various times for the rides, you know, to catch up with one another. So that year we, we rode almost every single ride in the parks that all, you know, that all the parks had to offer on fast pass basis. It was awesome. So the moral to this story, injure yourself just before you go to Disney, <laughs> you know, so, so that's all I got to say. And then you'll get yourself a fast pass, you know, for all the rides. So that was on my, my mother's expense. Now the following year, my father, uh, was going to go undergo foot surgery. He had to have foot surgery. He was thinking about getting it done before we went on vacation. He decided, I think ultimately he was like leaning towards maybe afterwards or something like that. But, uh, this was last year. I tried my hardest to convince him to try to get it right before we went on our vacation so we would have fast passes yet again. But, uh, no, he didn't budge at all. But so on my mother's expense, though, man, I, that year, like literally, we got on probably almost ride on like all the parks that they had to offer um, that my mom could ride, obviously, because there was a lot of them she really couldn't ride because they're just, they would be so jerky on her back. But the ones that she could, um, we, we hopped in front of the line. Dude, it was sweet. So that's uh, my uh, greedy magical moment. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. And that's awesome. We, didn't we talk a while back about how they should hire, yes. they were hiring people to do that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I know there's people. You know, we had uh, Philip, or I mean, well, we had Philip Swift on our show to the, the, do the, the documentary Leonard. Dark Side of, No, that's Leonard Kinsey. Yeah. Uh, Philip Swift did the documentary on yeah. Dark Side of Disney, but we also had Leonard Kinsey that wrote the book Dark Side of Disney on our show, and he mentioned that, like, you know, if you want to jump in and head out lines, don't get a wheelchair while you're there. Show up with somebody in the wheelchair and push them along and get that free pass for the whole day. So he's like, that's that's a guaranteed fast pass no matter where you go. So, anywho, I, I thought that I think, was cool. I think that's... No, good. What's up? No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, that's all I got, bud. Oh, all right. Fair enough. So, John, what do you have for us next, bud? So, the next one I have isn't isn't as good as the other ones, but sometimes, you know, it's the small things that mean the most at Disney. And I had just proposed to my wife at uh, the Magic Kingdom a couple years ago, and um, we were having dinner at Tony's Town Square um, that evening. And we just... Yeah, we just got to talking with the cast member that was our waitress, and come to find out her uh, boyfriend had just proposed to her about a week ago um, from the time that I had proposed to my wife, and my wife and her really hit it off, and you guys know how women are. They started talking about their dresses, all the details they were going to want for their weddings, yada, 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 one thing led to another. But um, what was really cool was at the end of the meal, we were trying to decide what we were wanting for dessert. And we really couldn't make up our mind. And the cast member said, well, you know what? Don't worry about it. I'll be back in a second. And she brought out one of every single dessert that they offer at Tony's. I think we had like four or five wow. different desserts on our table. Nice. <laughs> and she completely comped it. We didn't have any, we didn't have any charge for it. And it was just, it was so cool. And cool. I think, you know, on, on all of them, too, they had uh, wrote, like, chocolate or whatever, like, congratulations and stuff. And that just, like, left a lasting memory for us. It's really cool. Um, sometimes, like I said, sometimes the smaller things 
mean a lot, and it was awesome. Nice. Plus, you're full on it, so it's all good. Oh, dude, it was one of those things we literally could just have about one or two bites of everything. We <laughs> because we were so full from the whole day of eating churros and Dole Whips and Mickey Bars <laughs> and pretzels. I mean, on top of the meal we had just eaten, too. I mean, we were completely tapped out by the time the right. dessert came around. Don't forget the popcorn. you got to have the popcorn, too. Oh, the Junior popcorn. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So my next one, uh, you know, I'm looking at my list of all of the things I wrote down, and, and I guess it's just because when you're a kid, you don't really think about these magical moments. You just, like, are out to have a blast. So, like, I, when I was a kid, I was all over those parks just going crazy, you know, like the kids that I see now that I'm like, man, what are their parents doing? Why can't they control their kids? That was me when I was a kid, I think. Uh, so there wasn't really any time in my day, in my park time to have these magical moments we were just on to ride to ride to ride to ride and uh so most of my magical moments are from when when i went to the parks with my kids so i talked a little bit earlier about taking me to cars land and, and her face seeing her face at the uh entrance of cars land but this one i'm going to show to all of our viewers if you want to look it up i have a video that i've spliced and what i did was i went on radiator racers with her and I put the I put a video camera on my knee facing back at her. So it was cool because I didn't I didn't pay attention to the video camera at all because this was my first experience on it too. So I experienced the ride and just kind of whatever I caught, I caught out of this camera. And um, so I videotaped Mia's face the entire time for uh, her first experience with Radio Racers. And the look that you see from her, you'll see it because I'm going to post it, is amazing through the whole ride. I mean, she's got hair flying. She's screaming, yeah. And, and, and you know, most people don't know my daughter that listen to this show, but she is a, a super shy and just not somebody that lets loose like that. And it was cool to see that from her. And so what I did was I went and got a video of, a, of, you know, the point of view of a rider on this ride. And I put them side by side so that you can see what Mia is seeing and you can see Mia's reaction to what she's seeing at the same time on this video. And it's, it's just cool to see your kids having so much fun on something like that. Yeah, definitely paste or definitely post that, Dave. Yeah, I will. That's awesome. I got to then I got to. That's find, really I, cool. I got to find someone post them as well of Colin, man. Yeah. So I'm going to leave you guys with uh, two things here, okay? So I'm going to do two things real fast and, and leave this with you. But, uh, um, but so on Instagram, there's some dude named Magical underscore Michael zero one. Okay. <laughs> no, seriously. This dude, no, this dude's a cast member. Are it's you calling awesome. him out? No, no, no. I'm not calling him out. I'm calling him out for a good thing. Oh, good. Magical underscore Michael zero one. He posts all of his and other personal magical moments that happen at the happiest place on earth. Like, seriously, this really? dude is so inspirational, Dave. It's insane. This guy, literally how I can describe him, he is high on life. Like, he's <laughs> literally high on life. He lives in that Disney bubble, like, because that's his job. Right. And I, just from looking at his uh, Instagram uh, account, it's I, I can tell he's like a workaholic there. So he pretty much lives there. He probably just put a cot up in the castle. Yeah. That's what he should do. But go check out his account. Leave an Instagram message. Please, please. 
the first person to do this will give you like a shout out on on tomorrow or on next week's uh, podcast. Give him a message, send him a message on Instagram saying, "Hey, the guys over at the Mousecapades podcast told me to follow you." Dude, he's very inspiring. Uh, if you've never seen it, you need to pick him up. If you need if you need to pick me up during your work day, go look at his post, man. He's simply inspiring. So just we we need to get this guy on our show, Dave. Magical I mean, I, Michael. Magical Michael, dude. I want to get him on our show. I've I've left messages in the past. He told me to Facebook him, stuff like that. But hey, uh, so this guy's a little different than Magic Mike because I really don't want to have Magic. No, Mike no, on no, our show. no, not not, not Tatum. You, or whatever you totally you totally beat me. You, <laughs> you were going you for that. Too, and I was just going to no, go it's there. Not magical I, Mike. I was. I was waiting for it. I was like, I was like, you got the softball. I, I know that's that's what you think. Off of that one. That's that what you're saying. But this dude is high on life, people. I'm telling you, he is like the happiest person I've seen on Instagram. Um, I would love to else. meet this guy sometime. You just see all the cool stuff that he has on Instagram. He's all about making your day magical. That's why he named himself Magical Michael. Yeah, but uh, before we leave, okay, so this is the last thing that I'm going to mention to you guys, and then you guys can go ahead and finish off. I don't care how much longer we go. It's cool. But... Uh, my very personal, personal, personal magical experience that I can remember is when I was four years old and running up the ramp uh, to the monorail, you know, to go to the Magic Kingdom. Right. I can remember looking at that monorail thinking that was the coolest train I've ever seen on Earth. And I remember running up the ramp, and my feet were just kicking my rear end as I'm running up. I was just goofing off. <laughs> but in my mind, I, dude, seriously, I was getting on an expressway to heaven. And I just – I can remember thinking, this is it. This is it. This is glorious. This is awesome. And I ran away from my parents. Like I remember them telling me, you know, keep a hold of our hand. Bob, don't get ahead of us. But I didn't listen. I was like you, Dave. And I ran just straight up there. And then the, the next magic moment I can remember from that day is uh, they put me in the stroller because I was all over the place. I remember that. And they're pushing me through Cinderella's castle. And I can remember going underneath Cinderella's castle. I, to the right now, I'm talking about it, and I'm there. And off to the left was a kiosk where they were selling T-shirts. And it was like the anniversary shirt edition of Donald Duck. And I got a Donald Duck t-shirt. Sweet. And I remember taking off my shirt and putting it on, like right there. On the spot. And, dude, <laughs> it was awesome. I will forever remember my parents doing that for me. So and, do you uh, have the shirt? That's the question. Do you have that Donald Duck shirt? So? My parents have it somewhere, I believe, <laughs> yeah, uh, boxed up. But uh, it was a white shirt with a blue collar, I'm, I remember. You and better find Donald it because Colin's about to grow out of it. Oh, he already did, dude. Uh, yeah, he, he already did. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you're, you guys have – you're spot on tonight. These magical memories, these moments that the cast members provide or just something that's simply just Disney. And you will remember that moment and cherish it until the day you die. Yep. It's so true. Yep. Agreed. Absolutely. So, John, what do you got for us? Anything else? I, you know, I, I think I have to make it my last one. I, I didn't write this down, but, you know, closing it out, I I would be remiss if I didn't mention probably the most magical moment for me was, well, not the most magical moment, but one of them was finally getting my annual pass and yes. realizing that I live here 
and that I would never have ever have to feel the horrible Disney blues ever again of boarding the Magical Express bus back to, to the Orlando airport yeah. or packing my luggage the morning that we're planning on leaving. Just thinking about never having to feel that away again uh, is pretty magical. Yeah, you bring up a good point. You know, the Magical Express is a great experience and a crappy experience at the same time. Yep. Going and coming. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, dude, I remember when you told me that story. And I was trying to place myself in your shoes because I want that to be me someday. And uh, you are a very Amen. lucky person. So. I know. I, I, I <laughs> truly feel that way, and it, it's awesome. I'm, I'm picturing that that moment from Rudy, the movie Rudy, yeah. where he gets denied from Notre Dame all those all those semesters, and then he finally gets that letter that says that he's he's made it. He like runs all the way from wherever he is to his house to show his dad. Like that's what I would do with yeah. that if I got the yeah, I made it. That's right, man. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. It, it was like it was like it was like uh, Charlie Bucket with the uh, the golden yeah. ticket running around Bingo, town. That's that's, it. Uh, that's how we felt. Dave, what do you got for us? Close it out for us. Please. All right, so I uh, I got two more I'm going to share. The uh, first one I didn't even write down. I was just thinking about it as you guys were talking. Um, so the, the first one I'm going to talk about is 2011. Uh, one of the other passions of me is that I love space. So uh, I've, I've been fortunate enough as a teacher to go down to space camp for educators, and then uh, Boeing sent me back a second year to uh, the Advanced Academy for Educators. So I've been to a lot of the different space centers, and uh, I worked for the Challenger Learning Center, which is a nationwide thing. They have them in all the cities, all the major cities in the U.S. Um, so, so I love space. So in 2011, I had the opportunity through the Challenger Learning Center to go down and see uh, Space Shuttle Endeavor's last flight. I remember so, that. I remember that, yeah. bud. I was so, trying to go with you. So we're driving down. There. This is kind wow. of a side, a side story to that. We're driving down. We get about halfway down, and I get a call from uh mike from be our guest mike from be our guest podcast he's a buddy of mine and so we're going down and i'm like hey he was down in huntsville because he actually went down to camp with me and uh was visiting some people down there and i said hey we're going down to see the shuttle launch come down with us so we convince him so we meet up with him on the highway he's on his way home from huntsville we meet up with him on the highway and uh we're, we're driving we get him turned around and we're all driving down together we get all the way down. It had to be pretty close to the Florida Georgia line, and he says, "I can't make it, man. I'm turning back around." And he drove all the way back home from there because he had they. Uh, it was back when they had those really bad tornadoes, and he like didn't get to sleep, and it was all his schedule was all messed up. And so he's like, "I'm turning back around." So anyway, we make it down there, and uh, we get we get ready to go out to the launch, and. We're in the bus going out to the causeway to watch the launch of this space shuttle, last launch, and we're halfway to the thing, to the pad where we're going to watch from, and we get the word that they scrubbed the mission. So, like, I'm no. heart, yeah, so I'm heartbroken about the whole thing. We, I mean, we drove 15 hours for this, and uh, so we had a backup plan. My wife and I had the backup plan that if this didn't happen, that we would definitely go to Magic Kingdom for the next day. So we kept that a secret, and then it didn't happen. The, sh the shuttle launch didn't happen for us. So we go back, and we spend a little bit of time on Cocoa Beach, just hanging out in the ocean, just, you know, we're there, right? So um, so we get to the point in our day where it's time to tell Mia. And uh, 
so we're talking it up and we're trying to figure out how to how to work it into the conversation. Finally, we work it into the conversation. We say, yeah, we decided that instead of going, because we were going to go to, I think we were going to go to Downtown Disney. Instead of going to Downtown Disney, we're going to go ahead and go to the Magic Kingdom tomorrow. And her face lights up and she just like starts sprinting around the beach. <laughs> and, uh, and it was just, oh, it was just crazy. Oh, and, little Mia, dude. So here, so yeah, that was awesome. And then, uh, as an unmagical moment of that trip, it was around my birthday. So we go to uh, downtown Disney the next that night. We went to downtown Disney for uh, my birthday. Went to Rainforest Cafe. My wife and my daughter get up to go to the bathroom. Here I am sitting at the table by myself. The whole staff from Rainforest Cafe come over to sing Happy Birthday to me. This dude sitting at the table. <laughs> yeah. And you're by yourself. Yeah. Oh, by myself at the yeah, table. Awesome. And I'm like, oh, my God. And so they get like halfway to my table singing All Happy pimping, Birthday. pimping, right? And, uh, <laughs> and the lead person must sit, oh, he's by himself. So, and they like dispersed. Like immediately dispersed, <laughs> and then when Trish and Mia came back, they all came back. <laughs> oh, that was so embarrassing. That's so embarrassing. So that that's so that's funny. one, yeah. And uh, but little Mia, dude, John, if you knew Mia, she's the type of girl that would sit in like her. I can remember her princess hut, yeah. reading a book all night long by herself, <laughs> not even say a single word to anyone because no one else existed. And yeah. I, I wish I was there to see that. <laughs> To see all that emotion and her well, pop up and run around. Guess what? We have it on video. They post it. It's gonna be the Mia yeah, show. It's gonna be the Mia show. And then this Mia last Max. One, this last one I was thinking of as you guys got to talking about some of these things, and it's it's from my last trip. It's something that I will remember for the rest of my life because you you just heard the story about how we have had Mia brainwashed about being a Disney fan since she was uh, you know an infant almost. Uh, this last trip, she's she's 11, and this was her her last trip. We hit all four parks in one day, so that was the goal for me and I going into that day. Whoa. All four parks in one day, so we did it. Well, you all often do that. And so, Magic Kingdom had the extra magic hours that night, so we dropped off Trish and Max at uh, at Wilderness Lodge, and then Mia and I went back over for some extra magic hours and. We have this photo, and it's the worst photo ever because my phone takes blurry, non-good – there's horrible photos. Yeah, uh, sorry, Dave. It does suck. It does. You know, the pictures you put on Instagram, yeah. I was looking at them just from yesterday, that. and I'm like, dude, why are they posted? <laughs> yeah, they're bad, but they were pictures from the trip. So. It's true. It's true. I love uh, you, dude. So I have this picture, the selfie of her and I in front of the train station. Uh, getting ready to go back in for our extra magic hours and it's that moment those two three hours that i spent in, where it was just mia and i in the parks where she's you know she's getting to the age where maybe she maybe she won't like disney anymore i don't know but uh i have that moment for the rest of my life and i hope she does too that we spent some father-son quality time in the parks for just those couple of hours, it was just her and I roaming the parks, and it was just something that is incredibly special to me, and I'll never forget that moment. And she'll never forget it, dude. Yeah. Ever. I think you're tearing up there. I am a bit. Yeah, I think you are. See, yeah. see what <laughs> Disney does to us, man? It's cheesy moments, man. <laughs> it really is, man. That was that was really cool. So thanks again for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Nick and Dave Mousecapades podcast. 
If you have an idea, question, or want to share your experiences on the show, you can always contact us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. Text us, 407-674-0414. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Periscope. You can listen to us on iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher Radio. And you can always watch us on the Periscope app. Follow us, listen, or watch. Just simply search for Mousecapades Podcast. Hey, Dave, I think it's about that time. Peace. Peace. Have a magical day.